0: check 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 one two one to the two one to the two 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 hey right. scotty what's up i'm coming back oh got a toot hold on
1: the audio fun bag is brought to you by your business name right here seriously it could all be yours and now
0: we kick it Why do they do that? Why do they call as soon as we get off work? I don't know. They I'm Apparently, they
2: expect us to pay attention to the kids or do whatever. Like text. When I, know I, we- I already got the phone call from my wife. It was, hey, just want to see what you want to do for dinner. So after this, I'm getting a beer and a euro because I didn't want any uh, of the Asian food they were going for. Text. When will your podcast end? It'll end when it ends. Calm down. Listen, it could be a marathon tonight. Calm we don't down. know. We don't come into this thing with a, a big, broad plan. And now that football season is over, like, are you comfortable with that? Because when everyone no. was celebrating and doing the whole, yeah, but told you about Georgia, told you about this and this. My whole thing this entire week has been, that sounds really cool. I'm glad you get to celebrate. Guess what? Football season is over in Atlanta. Now there are going to be Clemson fans that are into the playoffs. There's going to be a, a, a faction of Ohio State fans because they got a lot of grads here. But by and large... With the Falcons being as terrible as they are, football season is over here in Atlanta, and that's not great for our industry.
0: Oh, screw the industry. I'm selfish about it. I don't care about the industry. Yeah, it's, but I care. I still oh, want the okay, listenership. That's, that's fine, and you can have the listenership, loss, and you can be radio man. I'm talking about me for a second. There was a death that occurred. Like, when football season ends, there is death, and I don't, I don't know what happens because I haven't, I haven't been there yet. So to me, all I know is death at the end of the season. Like, does it carry over when you actually win? Does your season really never end? It just lives on in infamy? No, they all die. That's how it goes.
2: Because every team, did you watch any? No, you didn't watch any of the whole uh, documentary last night with Bill Belichick. and, and Okay, and Nick Saban. They brought up the fact that every single year, it's... New leaders, new chemistry, new season, and all of your challengers are all new. No, no, no that's so, a
0: coach. That's a coach oh, mindset. Oh, no, I, I
2: get that mindset, but what I'm telling you is that every single year, no matter what, if you win or lose, that team dies and goes away and gets put in a box, and we either celebrate it or we lament it, no matter what. You and I talk about Georgia two years ago and how much fun we had to the point that a second-26 is almost equaled by a wonderful trip to Notre Dame, an amazing trip to a Rose Bowl. It didn't end the way we wanted, but then what happened? The team died. We put it in a box, and when we look at it, what do we think?
0: It was an amazing team, an amazing ride. Your your most fun season you've ever had as a Georgia fan. Well, this one was not that.
2: <laughs> exactly. This, so so this one <laughs> this died. One was not, and that. it gets put in a box. And I'm telling you, even even championship teams, there are people at Clemson that look at it and say, "Man, we were underdogs." and Deshaun brought us all the way back down the field, and guess what? He moved on to the NFL, we put it in a box, and this is what we think of that particular season. They all die, but you just don't want them to die too early, and unfortunately, not making the playoffs means the death came first week of December, not, in this case, December 29th or 30th, whatever it would have fallen on, had you played in another game.
0: It felt like a month ago, we were planning the Vandy trip. Like, it it still feels like I had my baby. My 2019 baby was just sitting here, and I was rocking him to sleep, and I was watching him grow up, and I was watching that defense grow up, and he was getting facial hair and everything Now he's
2: on heroin, he's taking your car, and he's robbing your bank account with you and your wife. Yeah, he basically was like, hey,
0: Dad, I'm into dudes. And I was like, well, I'm done with you. You're going to have to edit that out. Dads like that. I'm not saying I'm gonna be like that. I was just saying I'm all inclusive on these sorts of things. <laughs> we have a rainbow on the front of our podcast. Oh I think yes, that we means do. Everyone's included. Did you see that we had somebody
2: who asked us? He's like, "So you have a unicorn that's farting, farting a rainbow? Is it a fart, by the way? Oh yeah, it's definitely ripping a rainbow. Okay. <laughs> now I, I'm gonna call it a fart, ripping but yes, because because this is all inclusive fun and we don't really take anything too seriously. So. Like, we had some people who got a little bit upset about some of the jokes from last week, and I just told them, I was like, listen, we are not trying to offend anyone. We're just trying to create a little space where we all go, man, that was really awkward, and oh my God, that happened, and then we just move on. We say, all right, that was a
0: train wreck, and that's what it was. It's difficult because I don't think you get easily offended. In fact, I've only seen you once get offended by by one thing. It's very difficult to offend me.
2: What I like doing is I like really awkward moments and then indulging in them. Like, as you were sitting there, I was breathing it all in, in this, like,
0: fragrant aroma of wonderfulness of, oh, yes. And vice versa, I don't get offended by anything. Like, any the fact that I have to run everything by you before we play it on the air is only because I'm one—and I'm not offended. I'm laughing,
2: but I have, I to, I have are, to go— I know you are, but you have to
0: judge. You have to judge have not to only judge. Our audience— but also Chuck Oliver sitting in the chair 20 I, feet away from us. I have us. like this trifecta
2: of of this trifecta of how I'm judging everything that we do on the air from noon to 7. Car line? Okay, there's the car line, <laughs> which car line is, is audience, parents, etc. And I always tell you, how do we say something without saying it? So when we talk about, uh, yeah, hey, we were seeing dinosaurs, that's nah, code. We were high. That's code for, <laughs> if we were oh, by high. the way, we were legally all high in Vegas because it's legal. But that is code. Seeing dinosaurs is code for that. Now you now all know that. Enjoy the rest of the show from here on out hearing that sort of stuff. But outside of that, then I have to think about what about our station sponsors? There are partners. Would this be too offensive? And then the last one. Of the trifecta, and by the way, those particular people with our partners also applies to the man in the corner office. He's right there with them where I think, will this bother him? Then the last one's Chuck Oliver. And I have to (laughs) run and equate him with this many thousands of people and this many hundreds of people, and then Chuck. Do you realize how completely messed up that is, that he is the third part of the trifecta?
0: Yeah, that's got to suck to just live your life that way. Like worrying about consequences. (laughs) Or, Or
2: sorry, worrying about one man who was... Throwing stuff out the window, who's come yelling
0: down the hallway at you? So that's the uh, difference, though. Like <laughs> David can fire me; that has long-term, lasting effects. Chuck's gonna lose his s on me. Oh it's yeah, two minutes later. Like...
2: Two minutes later, you laugh, and then you're like, you're like, hold on, watch. I'm gonna apologize to him. Watch me apologize. Hey, Chuck, man, I'm really sorry. I'm not really sorry. And then you move on, having fun.
0: Correct. That's that's a better way to live. Like, ask for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. That's
2: what we always do. That's always been our term is ask for, for forgiveness, then instead of permission. And more than likely, you get an opportunity uh, to end up airing these things. So, yeah, uh, with the Falcons also being terrible, football <laughs> yeah. season's over. Uh, I, I did run through some of the numbers. So you're talking about a Falcons team that you had the numbers come out from the NFL, 195 to on the low end, 86 million, $186 million is going to be the cap for next year. Consider that the Falcons are already $205 million committed to next year. They are the team that is the highest over the cap. Now, you can always get under the cap. You can always cut things. You can always put stuff on the credit card. You can always get under. But it really highlights the fact that any coach who rolls in here and thinks, I get to remake this team on the fly in my own image, just no, brother. You're gonna have to wait a year or two because the cap will not allow it.
0: All right, I got two questions based on that. Then one: if they do bring in a new GM and Thomas is out, does a GM want this responsibility that I don't have any free spending for the next two years because I'm gonna have to get out of hell before I build this up the way I want it? It's
2: easier with a with a new GM because a new GM does not have any affiliation to who is on the roster. Size, for instance. Keanu Neal, because of the back-to-back injuries, the way he was trending, the way his his entire career was starting to project as a, an influential hitter in the secondary who also can be a factor in the in the passing game. And you had to pay him as that. Now, it's a guy who's coming off of a blown Achilles and a torn knee, and he's due $6.6 million next year. If I'm a new GM, he's my first cut, because I'm not p- uh, committing that to a safety coming off of that. There are a multitude of guys like that that this organization picked because they're their guys, and a new GM will say, that's not my guy, I'm going to make the 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 move that needs to be made. You
0: obviously get into this a hell of a lot deeper than I do because numbers confuse the hell out of me. You talked about this for two years, though, how the Saints were in salary cap hell. So how did they wiggle their way out of it, I guess? is that That would be my question, because if you're the Falcons, you would want to implement kind of the same kind of plan that the Saints did. 2017
2: NFL Draft, they got five starters out of it. They, they got five starters. Their first five players all turned into starters. Not just little starters. You're talking about Ryan Ramchek. You're talking about Lattimore at corner. You're talking about their starting free safety. And then well, I'm just now getting to Alvin Kamara. I mean, that, that's how many guys, uh, Anzalone at linebacker, that they got that were starters. The same thing, and I'll take it over to the Dallas Cowboys in 2016. Their first four players all turned into starters. Obviously, the fourth one is Dak Prescott, but the first one is Zeke Elliott, and you're talking about a team that had a huge contract with Tony Romo that when they cut him, they had no problem dealing with the cap ramifications because the rest of the core was so cheap. That That's how you get out of those sort of scenarios. Draft the first three or four guys. Make sure they hit. It allows you to ride out some of the bad cap moves that you're going to make. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into a moment where we just are going to ask this very simple question. Did Buck Ballou... Finally, curse on the air. We'll talk about that as well as some dumb athletes as well. Uh, That's coming up on the uh, Audio Fun Bag Chapter 2 podcast. Uh, This is Lois and Hoyt. We'll talk to you in a moment.
1: It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Aren't you going through a divorce or something?
2: You told me to bring it up. There's somebody who has a regional sports, uh, sports show. Uh, it, it, Matt, is that you?
1: No, I've never. At least the good news is nobody talks about it. It's, so much. it's, not,
2: it's not Hoyt. It's, it's not me. myself.
3: It's me. It's oh. me. It's me. And I just did it a couple hours ago and it was awesome.
2: So you also, as of this week, you were doing liners as you're supposed to do for well, all now, of your markets. Don't
3: play these. <laughs> well, wait, you did this? No. No, I didn't do these. Whoa, whoa, what? These are awesome. Here we go. The Vols are loaded and ready to get back on top in 2015. Hear me talk about them every day on the Chuck Oliver Show. Hey, Columbus, whether you yell Go Dogs or War Eagle, you can yell it with me every day on the Chuck Oliver Show, only on 1270 AM. Attention Jackson, you can now get your college football talk on WJMS from me, Chuck Oliver. We're Mississippi's sports leader. The South that didn't surrender. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is Mississippi. Maybe put a fiddle in the background or trumpet. Yeah, wow. We're the South. Okay. Hey, Savannah, the Chuck Oliver Show is here. We're talking college football every day in the city. To, in the city, too nice for Sherman to burn. We're talking college football every day in the city, too nice for Sherman to burn. Okay, f- <laughs> This is Chuck Oliver, and I'm proud to be on Selma's home for college football. W-A-L-X, Selma. Things are better here now. <laughs> Things are better here now? Is that one of theirs, or is this something John Napolitano came up with? I ain't saying things are better here now.
1: That's the audio fun bag. Wait a minute. You have nerve. You criticized me, and I caught on. That was different.
2: You, things are better here now. <laughs> Welcome back to the audio fun bag podcast, Chapter 2 with Hoyt and Los. Hopefully uh, your evening is going well as you get a chance to listen to this podcast. Uh, I've heard from management that as of tonight, you can find us on all the other services. So, what, iTunes and Spotify and all those really cool places where you can access it because they wanted to make sure the first one wasn't too abrasive or would cost any kind of, uh, or would, you know, create some sort of issue with Apple. So we jumped through that hoop. We're good right there. Uh, coming up in just a matter of minutes, though, you will hear from maybe one of the most famous moments we've ever had in Win Chuck's dinner history the time that Chuck didn't lose just one or two, not twice, but a total of three rounds over the course of. Of his time. Uh, Hoyt, we had a moment uh, today that I'm glad we get to do this podcast because in the past we would have done this as an audio fun bag. We don't do that as much anymore, but we can. As much? Ever?
0: Yeah, let's try ever.
2: But at least we get to bring this to the air in some way. So this was a moment, and by the miracle of podcasting, you get to hear it without any kind of editing. Uh, We were talking about Matt Rule, he's the head coach over at Baylor. And there are teams that have been talking about the possibility of bringing him in. He was lined out last year to take the New York Jets job. Things fell through because the Jets wanted to hire his assistants. He didn't want any part of that, so he pulled out of the job. Well, NFL teams are sniffing around him once again. They should be. Well, and the joke became that if you ever follow the games, you know, if you ever watch – uh, let's see. Uh, Fixer Upper
0: on HGTV. Yeah, Chip and Joanna.
2: Chip and Joanna, who are big, influential people in Waco. She,
0: she is attractive. Oh, the
2: they, she's beautiful. Their family's beautiful. The homes are beautiful. Chip is hilarious. There's, he is the there's,
0: definition of dad bod, by oh, the way. Oh, like, yeah. I want my body to look like his. And he celebrates it. Hell, yeah. Like He's like, anytime he
2: gets a chance to take his shirt off, he's like, shirt's coming off. That's what we're <laughs> going to do. So we were talking about the possibility of Chip and Joanna uh, end up being the people that would make the hiring decision. And we brought up this one particular design that they like to use a lot. And Buck had never heard of it. And then Buck proceeded to try and say it, and things went off the rails. Well, who are you recommending for the Baylor job when he leaves? I
1: don't care what Chip and Joanna hire. <laughs> I couldn't oh, care less on, who Chip and Joanna minutes. stroke a check for. There you go. And by the way, I'm done with the shiplap everywhere. I'm, I, I love Chip and Joanna, and I'll watch that. But every single house that they do, they do that shiplap.
2: Wouldn't it be fun if they really were the two primary people making the call on... It's like them and Dr. Pepper. They, <laughs> they were really good on
0: game day a couple of weeks
2: they
1: ago. They were. They were really good, and they're fans of the program.
0: But I don't want to see shiplap everywhere. We put it in our laundry room. Oh, well, that's fine. Christina put it on. What and is we have a sh- chandelier in the laundry room. What is shiplap? What?
2: <laughs> wait, wait.
0: Huh? What, what is you- shiplap? Pauses. Okay. Okay. So let's
2: go back to right where the point where you've just said, you put it in your laundry room, and this is where Buck is going to ask the question of what it is, but he doesn't complete the full word. Christina put it on when they have it? a
0: chandelier in the laundry room. What is shit? What? What is shit? That's... He said it. He <laughs> I definitely know he said it.
2: And when he said it, and it was accidental, we didn't. We thought about dumping it, but we weren't sure he really said it, and then he proceeded to try and say it a number of different times, and it's it shiplap. And, and you've got to get used to saying shiplap. Shiplap. You can't say it slowly. lap. Right. Buck just instead said shit. Christina put it on. they have a-, a
0: chandelier in the laundry room. What is shit? What? <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, what, what is, you- is shiplet? Shiplap. <laughs> I just love you and my. Wait. What? Wait. Like, hold on. Uh? We both just pause,
2: and Buck is in this moment of... of
0: what is shit? What?
2: I, I didn't say <laughs> that, but still kind of smiling over the fact that, yeah, maybe I did. And we always Christina joke Christina <laughs> put it on. When we have it? a
0: chandelier in the laundry room. What is shit? What?
2: <laughs> See, we always joke around about how, when we do Buck's one shining moment, that... Buck is one of the greatest humans ever in that he can say anything he wants without any kind of repercussions. Because Buck is a good-hearted dude. I have never heard Buck curse on or off the air. Have nope. you ever heard him? No. I have never heard him curse hell. one time. Maybe a hell. Maybe a hell. Maybe a damn. That is about it.
0: No GDs. No, no Lord's name in vain. No, none of it. None no, of it. No Fs. F might be freaking for Buck. Right. Like if he said... You know how Dabo would do the gosh darn? Gosh darn,
2: dadgummit. It It is so Southern football coach where I'm going to just get it right to that line, but I don't curse. This was the moment where I went, oh, the white whale. Wait, wait. Oh, what what is you... shiplet? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. What is shiplet? So it was a dumb moment for all of us, I and mean, it, it happens. Let's finish off this uh, this segment with this. You had a particular discussion that you wanted to get into about Dumb athletes, and namely, some of the dumb things we do in college football, you've decided you're just completely dumb with them.
0: Well, we're at the point now with the Patriots, and what are we even calling this? Because we have to have a name for it, right? Spygate 2? 2? Right. Part 2? I don't know how it works, but we've had so many smart people come into sports recently, and that's thanks to analytics and changing the game based on numbers and math and using formulas to figure things out.
2: Yeah, and said so they'll use video cameras live to signal the dugout as to what pitch is coming, and then they'll do some stuff from there. Yeah, but we're
0: still stupid. Like, let's go back. <laughs> bang on a trash can. Like, bang on a trash Literally, curveball, fastball, off speed. How dumb are we as athletes? Like, we are at the point now of the greatest technology in the world— and the Patriots have to use a camera and use a camera crew. I asked you this. Why can't we just figure out something that'll just spy on their headsets that you can listen in? Because I can listen in on anyone's conversation right now I want to by just bugging their phone. You can't bug somebody's headset? You want to go
2: hardcore NSA with this, and I it get might, that. If
0: you're going to cheat, like do it well. Like Use technology for your benefit. Like, Do you remember, I would assume, when we were in school roughly at the same time in high school— we had the TI-85s. Right, where you could store anything you wanted on them. And we weren't allowed to use formulas at the time on our test. You had to memorize the formula and everything or else. Or you had to
2: delete your programs.
0: But before teachers figured that out, we all used the technology for the better. Why? Why haven't sports done this to this point? Like... If the Astros wanted to, they could have put a little buzzer, a little sensor on them where it would v- or put something in their ear, a little earbud off speed, setting up a way.
2: See, because and this is where, unfortunately, I guess you were not next level cheating with the TI-85. It's a calculator, a graphing calculator, if you're not sure what that is from Texas Instruments. What are they up to now, by the way? Oh, probably TI-90 or maybe TI-86. I mean, the <laughs> TI-85 was pretty good like 20 years ago. I don't know. What did they have to improve on? So here was the fun part. They would always make sure to delete your programs. Yeah. And I think the NFL, and for the most part, Major League Baseball goes, What are the high-end ways that teens could possibly cheat? And let's make sure we take care of those. So every team is now trying to find figure out this mix of high-end and low end. So for me, you remember how the TI-85 always came in the protective sleeve yeah, that would go over to the top? It up. Right. Okay. Well, if you were to remove the white portion of the back where it would say like how to turn it on, how to do that sort of stuff. You could take a pencil, but it had to be a really sharp number two pencil, and you could write your formulas in there. And they were almost invisible to the naked eye unless turned right in the right light, especially the dull purple lights we all had, the incandescent ultra-violent, nasty lights we had in every high school. So you could just move down your calculator slightly, and you could see your formulas that were written out on there. I think that's where everybody is in NFL and Major League Baseball and and who knows where, where we need to use a little bit of tech, but then we also got to keep it simple so that if somebody finds out, it's not
0: too complicated. But we're at the point now, like, let's let's go with fat-ass down in Florida, Todd Grantham. He has people holding up beach towels and towels to block his signals and everything else. We have guys at, at Auburn, basically... Holding up signs that have hell, I don't even know. You can say the the Western Kentucky red blob in one corner. Yeah, and then here's like a can of monster. Here's Chuck, you know Chuck's here's a big head in the other corner. Here's a set of dominoes. It's
2: it's always something that's out there where you just go, all right. I'm sending these signals, but nobody can figure these out.
0: But we can crack the Enigma code basically for the Germans. But you can't cheat any better than a trash can or someone using a video camera and spying on the coaches up in the box.
2: Because there's always a Bledgley Park out there. There's
0: always a group of code breakers who will figure it out and
2: will take out dumb athlete because we have to. We got to keep this not too complicated. We got to keep we got to dumb this down a little bit so everybody can figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna uh, use it.
0: There's so much of a better way to use technology for your advantage, and I, I feel like people trash can is not an advantage. That's a dumb way to do things. I'll give you an example.
2: So I posted this on Twitter before LSU now runs with a 50 yard wide indoor screen that they show alignments of offense and defenses yeah. too. That was a app that was developed for the US Army by my brother-in-law so that and it was it's it's a recruitment app for high school uh football players that if you'll notice on the sides if you're ever looking at, at any of the stuff that LSU's oh, LSU, US Army. It says US Army. That's the reason why. Uh so when you're done using it it'll ask you like would you like to you know register uh to get contacted by the US Army son? Um but that's one of those uses of technology that they're doing in order to get ahead. Somebody's always going to come up with something. And in this case, you need to come up with something that you can go pitch over to the powers that be and see how you can give your football team an advantage.
0: Just bug somebody. Like, bug their boots. Bug bug everything about it. Like, we have nanny cams. You have cam cameras in your house right now that your kids probably don't know about. Would you get the death penalty, by the way? I don't care. Give me a championship. Then I'll take the death penalty. Yes, you... No, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. There's cheating in college football all over right now. Nobody gets a death penalty anymore. Look at the Patriots. What are they going to get? Lose a draft pick? Fine. Take a scholarship away from me. I still get to hold up the trophy at the end of it. All right, coming
2: up next, we will come into the white whale moment of the show, where one Chuck Oliver lost, not one, not two... But three rounds of Win Chuck's Dinner. That's coming up next on the Audio Fun Bag Podcast, Volume 2, Chapter 2 with and Hoyt. The Moby Dick.
1: It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club.
2: Whenever we have pieces of audio that we're arranging, like for instance this segment, Hoyt and I have to make sure that we have everything in the system lined up and ready to go because... You just can't do things on the fly. It's just not how our system's designed. Everything else works great. Unfortunately, you just can't suddenly ask for something and then have it played without a problem. Unfortunately, someone didn't tell Sean Nerny about one piece of audio that they wanted for the show. And Sean Nerny, and by the way, the engineer for the front row. And Sean's a total pro.
1: Sean is always ready. So I don't blame Sean with this. First time since February of 2009 you've had two teams meet this late in the season with single-digit losses. It was the Cavs and the Lakers back then. Now it's the Hawks and the Warriors.
0: Amazing. And you heard Kyle Korver throw down there. It wasn't quite the dunk you heard Mike Scott have the other day, which sounded a little something like this.
1: (laughs) Boom shakalaka. Somebody could talk in there. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry.
1: All right, here we go. Dantana's three strikes. Hey, Nerney, do we have the Mike Scott dunk? Let's just make Finneran happy, please. Because it was ridiculous. It was absurd. Mm. It was beyond belief. Mm. I'm running loose, out man. of superlatives over here. <laughs> you have it? It's rebound Corbett. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Alright, welcome back to the Audio Fun Bag Podcast. It's Los. it's Hoyt, as we're going to wrap up this podcast for the evening. We had a Winchuck's dinner today. And, let's see, we kind of went like all the rest of them. Chuck won. Chuck won. Chuck tied, and so he wins anyway. But it reminded you... Of a, a special time in a boy's life. A very special moment. Now, you were at the old station. Yes, I at worked 790 at with those 790 guys. and did this same bit, and so let me, let me take this back to here. In 2015, we'd already been doing this for four or five years, and I think I had counted up at the time, and it's part of this classic piece of audio. I'd asked him like four or five thousand questions. So at this point... Now, we only do Winchuck's dinner. It's like a football season. We do it for like four months at a time. And it goes, it goes away. away and then we bring it back. And so it, it all rolls through football season. We do it 99 problems leading up to it. So I think I've now asked him 7,500 questions over the course of him and I working together. Start thinking about that.
0: 21 questions around, 7,500 total. Start doing the math. Because how many get asked on Jeopardy? Like 70? I'm trying to think like it's five in each column, maybe seven across. So 35, so 70. You have had to have done, Trebek, you're having to do... We have played this game about 350 times. You would have to do a 1,000 shows on Jeopardy!
2: We have done this game about 350 times over the course of about 14 years is what it runs into. That's how long, but again, we we don't do it all the time, so that's why it may not seem like that.
0: What the listener is going to hear, did this ever happen at 790? No, and so in 350
2: times (laughs) we played this game, it happened one time... February 12th of 2015.
0: A date that will live in infamy.
2: Nearly five years ago was the night that Chuck Oliver lost all three rounds of Win Chuck's Dinner for the first time and perhaps the last time ever. This is what it sounded like. Win Chuck's Dinner. 680 The Fan and Hooters want you to win
1: Chuck's Dinner! Presented by Hooters. What to do on Monday nights now that Monday night football is over? Hooters has all-you-can-eat wings from 6 p.m. to
3: close every Monday night.
1: i got to get in on this all-you-can-eat wing thing. I want to give that a shot. its I, It's been years since I've really put my uh, wing... Ability to the test. I might have to start now.
3: We got
2: losers on the line here? We have contestants. Can, All right. we, can we do more Combine Madness like next few days? Because yeah. I thought that went well with Chuck right. giving us a nice inside story.
1: How about tomorrow? Some more Chuck's Combine Madness tomorrow. That means you have to work hard tomorrow. There but, you go. Cool. No,
2: I, I, he's giving us the finger. I Chuck, want it.
1: Chuck is telling us we're number one. Why is that? you have to do some more work? Is that tough? A little show prep? A little rough for you?
3: Why do you do this? It was good. It was you trying to good. get me out of my sweet spot before we uh, play Win My it was, Dinner. It's a good job.
1: So here's the way it works. You guys who are new to the show, maybe you don't know, but you get 60 seconds. You'll have an ability to pass something. Don't waste time. It's you know, it's a timed event. The clock is moving. Win my Hooters! Uh, if you win, yeah, you get gift cards that'll get you those wings at Hooters. And the wings at Hooters are so good. So uh, you'll have an opportunity to take the king down. Let's welcome in our first contestant. And by the way, Los will be giving you the questions, so don't be intimidated by his sexy uh, tone. Shane, you're on 680 The Fan. Chance to win Yay. the king's dinner. Hi, Shane. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Doing very well. Have you ever played with us? No. Never played with us. Have you heard the show before? Absolutely. Okay, and you know how poorly people fare in this game? Yes. And you're going to be different? Different. And if you're not, like, then never mind. I was going to put a monetary guarantee. You owe us $500. All right, Shane, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock.
2: We're rooting for you. Win Chuck's dinner from Hooters. This famous cookie consists of two chocolate wafers with a white sweet cream filling in between. Oreo. That is correct. This Athens-originated band made their debut in 1977 and had hits with Rome and Love Shack. B-52. That is correct. This famous Brian was drafted out of Oklahoma by the Seahawks, nicknamed the Boz. Osler. That is correct. This former Alaskan governor and vice presidential candidate turned 51 this week. Governor of who? This former Alaskan governor and vice presidential... Island. That is correct. Dead or Alive, Christopher Kidd-Reed from the hip-hop act Kid and Play alive. That is correct. This 2012 date movie features Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence as two people dealing with past relationships. Um, Silver Linings Playbook. That is correct. This show on TV features twin brothers, Drew and Jonathan Scott, who help you purchase a home and renovate it. Property Brothers.
1: <laughs> Boom! Alright, let's get Chuck back in here. That was uh, good work by Shane. We'll see if it holds up, though. Man, did he undersell and overdeliver? He really did. He came in with a very humble type of an attitude. Who's this loser? That was Shane. Shane, right? That was Shane, the loser. Take you down to Losertown. All right, let's put sixty seconds on the clock. You got your thinking tuk on, please, for Shane. You feeling smart?
3: dude. Who are you talking
1: to? That's what I'm just making sure. We're on the same page. Here we go. 60 seconds on the clock. We'll see if Chuck can
2: lose his Hooters. This famous cookie consists of two chocolate wafers with a white cream sweet filling. That is correct. This Athens-originated band made their debut this week, 1977, and had hits with Rome and Love Shack. Rome, uh, B-52s. That is correct. This famous Brian was drafted out of Oklahoma by the Seahawks, nicknamed the Bosworth. Bos. That is correct. This former Alaskan governor and vice presidential candidate turned Palin. 51 this week. That is correct as well. Dead or Alive, Chris for Kid Reed from the hip-hop at Kid and Play. He's dead. That is incorrect. Oh. This 2012 date movie features Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence as two people dealing with past relationships. Jennifer Lawrence. Is that Hunger Games? That is incorrect. This show on HGTV features twin brothers Drew and Jonathan Scott. Property Brothers. That is correct. Chuck, that's a fine effort, but guess what?
1: You just got killed. Not killed. killed. You got killed. How? Shane went seven. No. seven. No. Boom. No. Boom. Boom. Shane, congratulations, my friend. That was a dominant piece of work. Proud of you, my man. Thank you, thank you. All right, we got Hooters uh, gift cards on the way. Hold on one second. We'll get Ooh, all your info. back up. You just got killed, brother. Jennifer Lawrence, she was in... Uh, Silver in Hunger... Linings oh, damn. Playbook. And by the way, you you do stink at Dead or Alive. One of them's dead. No, neither one neither of them one dead. is dead. Kid or play is dead. No, the careers of both are dead, but they're still... Uh, you, can,
2: you can tweet either one of them after this game. Boy,
1: <laughs> are they being serious? Or- <laughs> that was awesome. All right. This usually means he'll go straight downhill because he can't get over the first <laughs> round. Have any more cards. Dustin, you're <laughs> on have any more cards. Oh, We'll find more cards. <laughs> don't worry about it. Dustin's on 680, the fan to win the King's Dinner. Hi, Dustin. Hey, guys. How's it going? Dustin, you heard what changes did there. You got to keep it going. I did. He set, he set the level. He did. He set the bar. This is remember the brave pitchers used to say, we'd see the guy the day before go out and pitch well. I wanted to match it. You're going to match
2: Shane right here. 60 seconds on the clock. Win Chuck's Hooters. This famous mint cookie makes up the majority of sales for Girl Scout cookies. Ten that is correct. This week in 1990, the South African leader was released from prison after 27 years. Nelson Mandela. That is correct. This famous Brian was an 11-year NBA veteran who was redheaded and nicknamed White Mamba. Uh, pass. This actor turned 79 this week and starred in Smokey and the Bandit and Boogie Nights. Burt Reynolds. That is correct. Dead or Alive, Old Dirty Bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan dead. That is correct. This 1989 date movie features John Cusack as a high school underachiever attempting to win the love of the valedictorian. Say anything. That is correct. Uh, This show on HGTV features people picking between three different homes to purchase for their next home, picking either home one, two, or three. Uh, Pass. This famous Brian was an 11-year NBA veteran who was redheaded and nicknamed White Mamba. Uh, Brian Williams incorrect. This show on HGTV features people picking between three different homes to purchase for their next home.
1: Uh, Buy or sell. Incorrect. Alright, still pretty good work. We'll see how it holds up right strong now. Round, Dustin did some good things. Very proud of our contestants. I really am. Showing us a lot here. Tonight. Kind of intimidated Chuck a little bit. A little bit. Chuck like started that, that off his game. One, yeah, right, yeah off his game a little bit, which is going to be great. Alright, Chuck, you feeling smarter than you were last round?
3: I'm not going to say y'all... y'all... Did anything untoward? You
1: know what we did? We asked questions. Somebody answered more than you did.
3: i there, there have been times in the past. <laughs> it's just like the Belichick thing. I don't even want to go there. We already did. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to round two. You made an allegation. I'm just looking forward to these questions. <laughs> he moved on to round two. All right,
1: here
2: we go. 60 seconds on the clock. We'll see if Chuck can keep his Hooters. This famous mint cookie makes up the majority of sales for Girl Scout cookies. Oh, thin mints. That is correct. This week in 1990, this South African leader was released from prison after 27 years. And Bella. That is correct. This famous Brian was an 11-year NBA veteran who was redheaded and nicknamed White Mamba. It's a timed event Let's go Say that again This famous Brian Was an 11 year NBA veteran Who was red headed And nicknamed White Mamba Pass This actor Turned 79 this week And starred in Smokey and the Bandit And Boogie Nights Oh Burt Reynolds That is correct Dead or Alive Old Dirty Bastard From the Wu-Tang Clan Dead
3: or Dead or Dead or Dead or This
2: 1989 date movie Features John Cusack As a high school underachiever Attempting to win The love of the valedictorian what movie? What? You say that? What? This 1989 date movie features John Cusack as a high school underachiever attempting to win the love of the yeah, Valley This show on HGTV features people picking between three different homes to purchase for their next home. I don't know. This famous Brian. Wow! Guess what
1: just happened again? You lost again. Five to four. Five to four. No. no yeah.
3: No. I didn't, yeah. He didn't even ask all yeah. the... What? what?
2: Well, you were looking for Say Anything. You don't remember Say Anything? Boombox over his head. <gasps> which is what Dustin had. Was that 1989? Yeah. yeah. it was. The other one was House Hunters, which... No one got. You're an HDTV guy. And uh, the tough one, in my mind, was Brian Scalabrini. I knew Scalabrini, I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, you did so So that's basically, I knew
1: that one, Scalabrini. We're going to go for some unprecedented territory. Well, wait here. a minute. Crazy. Read
3: me that question again.
1: We're about to go for a This famous three three. Brian was this an 11-year fa- NBA veteran. <laughs> Scalabrini is famous? He well, well, was I mean, red-headed and nicknamed White Mamba. He's in the NBA? Jeff Chapagne. <laughs>
3: he's just as famous as no, Scalabrini. No, that just, was a
1: cult icon. Hey, Take your loss and get out.
3: Who was that guy? A winner. Why don't you just give away all of my possessions? Hey, Dustin,
1: congrats, my man. Good job. Thanks, guys. You got Chuck on a dumb night, which makes it better for you, but (laughs) I'm proud of you. Hold on one second. That's just mean. This is great. All right, Adam, here we go for the trifecta, my friend. You're going to pull this off. I have total faith in you. Are you ready? Let's do it. You might as well call me Kyle Corver because we're hitting three. Talking trash before we started. 60 seconds on the clock. We'll see if Adam Corver can win Chuck's dinner from Hooters.
2: This cookie was started by Willie Amos in Los Angeles, California in 1975. Famous, Amos. That is correct. This week in 1929, this antibiotic derived from fungus was discovered and fights bacterial infections. Penicillin. That is correct. This famous Brian started at quarterback for the Browns and had stints with the Patriots, Cardinals, and Steelers.
0: Uh... Repeat the question.
2: This famous Brian started at quarterback for the Browns and had stints with the Patriots, Cardinals, and Steelers. Oh, Brian Hoyer. That that is correct. This actress turns 35 this week and was once chained to a radiator to help cure her uh, nymphomania in the movie Black Snake Moan.
0: Christina Ricci.
2: That is correct. Dead or Alive, rapper Mace from Puff Daddy's Mo Money Mo Problems. Alive. That is correct. This 1996 date movie features a sports agent played by Tom Cruise with a crisis Jerry of conscience. McGuire. That is correct. This HD TV show features a realtor and a designer who offer participants the chance to live in a newly renovated home or sell it.
0: Love it or list it.
2: Oh!
0: <laughs> oh! This
1: is the greatest night of my life. <gasps> it's so Which says a lot about me, but that's another story for another day. Oh, I don't so know what glorious. y'all are cackling about, oh. but um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm
3: just going to oh. tell you right now, when we have I a round am. where oh. I'm told that Brian Scalabrini is famous. Oh. Oh, gee, I mean, I am
1: like, we might need oh. to end the show early. I'm just, I'm taxed at oh. this point. Let's do it. You might as well call me Kyle Corver because we're hitting three. Oh, oh. He talking trash dude, to the king. Who is this guy? His hand is up in the air, by the way. He left it up there like bird. Who?
3: Adam. That was Adam. Adam. Hey, Adam. You called my show. All right, here we
1: go. <laughs> here we go. 60 seconds on the clock. Is it for the first time ever the 3 Pete and Winchuck's dinner from Hooters?
2: This cookie was started by Willie Amos in Los Angeles, California. Famous Amos. That is correct. This week in 1929, this antibiotic derived from fungus was discovered and fights bacterial infections. Sell them? That is correct. This famous Brian started a quarterback for the Browns and had stints with the Patriots, Cardinals, and Steelers. Say that again. This famous Brian started a quarterback <laughs> for the Browns and had stints with the Patriots, Cardinals, and Steelers. Sipe? Incorrect. This actress turns 35 this week, was once chained to a radiator, helped cure her nymphomania in the film no. Black State Mo. Yeah, it was
3: a role. Chris uh,
2: Richie. That is correct. Dead or Alive, rapper Mace from Puff Daddy's Mo Money Mo Problems. He's alive. That is correct. This 1996 date movie features a sports agent played by Tom Cruise. Jerry Maguire. That is correct. This HD TV show features a realtor and a designer who offer participants the chance to live in a newly renovated home or sell it.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. Chuck, you did good. You did well. You got five. How do you feel about your five? Your silence (laughs) speaks volumes because you just got swept. Let's do it. You might as well call me Kyle Corver because we're hitting three. Hey, Adam, congratulations. You pulled (laughs) off the trifecta, my man. He went seven for seven as well. I told you we're going for three. You were right, my man. Hold on one second. We'll get all the info. That was the most dominant round in the history right, hang of on, the game. never on. happened. We that, have music. We have pop and circumstance. We got anything?
3: as that on hold now? Is he off my
1: show? Adam's there. Shane is there. And Dustin, all three guys who just beat the hell out
2: of you. All right. Give me some answers here. <laughs> you were looking for Brian Hoyer, Hoyer. You heard of him? Who started for the Browns and played for those teams. And you were looking for love it or list it which Adam knew within seconds.
1: Oh, Chuck's walking out right now. The show's not over. He's walking out disgust. I have never... I don't know how long
2: I've been writing questions. I I was thinking about this before. I've told Chuck. I think I've given him over 3,500, 4,000 questions. Sure. That has never happened. He didn't do that bad. He just... No, he was... I mean, he's okay. Five... Four, five. Yeah, I mean, average scores for just a pedestrian and, player. And to have our players hit seven, five, and five, and seven, seven two, seven—that
1: doesn't happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm very proud. I'm like a proud papa today. I really am. I'm proud of all you have grown up through the years, and we have finally <laughs> reached. Maybe this is the year we do get a title in
2: this town. Something like this is a sign. Let me point out. This uh, Connor went ahead and tweeted me. He says we yell Scalabrini every time we throw paper at the trash can. He's famous. Famous.
1: That's exactly right. Uh, Christopher said, "I'm so hyped." Off Winchuck's Dinner tonight. Christopher Duggett. Chris tweets, I pulled over to enjoy this feat. (laughs) Greg says, I'm dying. Best ride home ever. I'm with you, Greg. This is one of those nights that just, it's going to be memorable. We'll never forget where we were when Chuck got swept.
2: Wow. All right. Moment in history right there. Coming up on the five-year anniversary of, of Chuck getting skunked. And the thing was, it's not like Chuck sucked. No, he was good. And in fact, the last person, Chuck had five. The other guy killed it with seven. And we all knew at that point, oh my God, this could really happen.
0: If you only knew the anticipation that... You can hear it in your voice and Matt's voice kind of leading up into the third one, like... This could happen. This has it's, never happened. It could it's like the it's like the ninth inning when the pitcher goes to take the mound and you're sitting on the perfect game. Like it could happen. But how many times have you always seen, oh, there's the dribbler base hit, three, four hole, and we're going home with a one hitter. But it would be like the
2: pitcher throwing a
0: no-hitter, and then the second game of the doubleheader,
2: he's like, Oh, let me just keep going, and throws another no hitter. That that's how incredibly rare this occurrence was. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Let's see audio fun bag chapter two. Hopefully we get a chapter three next week. We'll see what management says about that. Until then, have a good night. We'll talk
0: to you next week. Can I curse now?